one. And it's episode something. 17. <laughs> of Topicopedia. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing's happened at all this week. Oh, no, nothing. Um, no, I mean, it's been quite a boring week. Everyone's, uh, the news is quiet and... Um, yeah what are we talking about <laughs> just, just it right so last week's episode we were talking about um getting a new prime minister it was prime minister changeover day yes it was you're right doesn't that seem like so long ago now it does it actually really does and um i don't think anyone could have predicted what was going to happen next no it's bizarre um i mean the photo of her of the pm meeting the queen Yes. She did look very frail. She did look very frail, but she looked very bright. Yeah, she still looks happy big smile. and bright. Yeah. Yeah. She looked, I mean, for a 96-year-old, she looked well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, currently not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I can't see me making it to 96. God, I hope I don't. Yeah. I, it's not going to happen. But, I mean, I don't want to. I think that's too old but you know dear of her she had a really good innings and she worked bloody hard her whole life so yeah so yeah she, yeah, she did she did all right so i mean it shouldn't really be as a surprise no and the, i think the, especially the, after the dv died last year i think it was a bit of a, a countdown for the queen after that because quite often once a spouse goes the other one isn't too far after is it i mean and she did absolutely worship him so so she's reunited she is, which is very sweet. I, I'm just going to put a little disclaimer out there now that in honour of the Queen, <laughs> okay, I have in my hand a G&D. Okay. A what? A G&D, which stands for Gin and Dubonnet. Okay? okay. So this is supposedly the Queen's favourite cocktail or was the Queen's favourite cocktail. Oh, okay. Um, so it's one part gin and two parts Dubonnet, unless you you want a party. And do then I maybe do I know what Dubonnet is? So Dubonnet is a fortified wine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I find it hard finding it in the supermarkets, but Amazon do it, and it's about a tenner for a bottle. And I mean, when you're using it as a mixer, it's pretty, you know, pokey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have in my hand now a glass of G and D. So if you hear the uh, the clinking of the ice. That's just me being an alcoholic at <laughs> two PM. Um, but this is <laughs> this is in honour of the Queen, and I thought it was just fitting. And but if I start talking absolute rubbish, then we'll need to feed you some um, peanut butter sandwiches. Not peanut, but marmalade. Duh. Do you know? Apparently, I don't know how true this is, but apparently, the Queen had a jam sandwich every day since she was a child. Did she? Apparently so. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, have you seen? Uh, the, I mean, seeing these news stories, like, uh, it's just, they're utterly ridiculous trying to make up things to stick in push notifications and put on mm. banners just to keep the coverage rolling. Um, mm. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's come out that they're asking people not to take marmalade sandwiches and Paddington Bear, is it Paddington yes. Bear? Uh, things to memorials, because obviously it's not practical for clearing up afterwards. No, and I can imagine it's probably welcoming all the wildlife yeah. <laughs> as well, isn't it? Those all those sandwiches, all the birds are probably having an absolute field day and making a bit of a menace of themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people probably feel like they're doing a nice gesture, and it is it is a lovely gesture. But it's a bit impractical when it comes it to is. the point of a few months down the road when it's all rotten and mushy. 
you know, what are you going to do with several hundred thousand mouldy sandwiches and some scruffy looking wet through mouldy Paddington bears? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not, the, it's not ideal. I mean, I think laying flowers is quite lovely, um, you know. Even, even so, really, they want you to, to um, avoid having it in, in plastic. I mean, that is kind of and like, that's fair. that that's is kind fair. of hypocritical about the whole thing of selling flowers. Why? Um, for a start, you you well, you're killing something that is nature, and then you're wrapping it up in plastic. Right. Listen, then you're you... talking like you don't eat beef burgers here. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Those flowers are grown to be cut and displayed in our homes or wherever. Um, you know, it's a bit like the cows are kept purposely to be eaten. So I'm not having that argument at all. But no, I I think but you're um, still wrapping it up in plastic. I mean, I've, no, I've never understood isn't. the idea of flowers for people's, you know, cutting them up and putting them in people's home. Oh, I like them. I no, think it's, it's I, don't, I, I don't get place. it. I'd rather they have give a, plant. a lovely fragrance. And I think if you're going to do something nice, plant a tree. Yeah, I think that's another very valid and probably a more... Um, I don't know the word. I've had a couple of sips of gin and Dubonnet, but you know, it's just a, a bit more lasting, I suppose, and a bit better for the environment and all the rest of it. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a good idea, definitely. Um, but I have actually, I was talking to my friend Dale, who reminded me that he bought me, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, for my birthday, a book. We're full of quotes from the Queen. <laughs> oh yeah, there is so, there is some good things that are surfaced, isn't there? Like... Yeah, definitely. And it's got a few little little facts in the back of it. It's a brilliant little book. It's called uh, The Queen: Pocket Wisdom. Um, I'll pop a picture up on socials in case anyone's interested. I would call it a toilet book. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, little things, snippets to read in the toilet, keep you entertained. Yeah, and it is a great little book. I have some that I thought I'd read out, and then we'll read some of the little facts at the end, shall we? Yes. Let's go. Let me just get them up. Okay. So, I mean, some of these are quite funny. Some of them are just sort of quite poignant. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a bit of a mix. Okay. okay. Um, so we've got, I hope we will all be reminded of the power of togetherness and the convening strength of family, friendship and good neighborliness. I think that's that's quite lovely. Yeah. I, I think people forget the good neighborliness bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so easily done. So easily done. Um, there can be no doubt, of course, that criticism is good for people and institutions that are a part of public life. Now, what an interesting thing for her to say, actually. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a certain self-awareness there, isn't there? Yes. In that. Um, true patriotism. Is it pa- patriotism or patriotism? Yeah. Uh, don't know. If, Dad, if you're listening, I'm really sorry if I said it wrong. <laughs> Doesn't exclude an understanding of the patriotism of others. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I feel dirty just if go, I get it wrong. Just go with it and own it. Absolutely. Um, you know, Americans get away with saying tomato, so... Yeah, but that's it. I think I think one of them is American and one of them is British. And I don't want to be wrong, really. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, with the benefit of historical hindsight, we can all see things which we would ha- would wish had been differently or not at all. That's very true, isn't it? Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Excuse me. I need a, a swig of Magin and Dubonnet before we continue. <laughs> I don't think that's helping. 
That's all right. <laughs> cool. It'll be helping in a minute. Wait till I get to the bottom of the glass. Yeah. We'll be having a great time there. <laughs> the British Constitution has always been puzzling and always will be. That's quite interesting. Oh, yeah, it always will be. Oh, you're full of optimism there. You're not going to simplify it. Well, I, I just, I think she's, she's very. There's so much like self-awareness of. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. Oh, here's a good one. Football is a difficult business, and aren't they all prima donnas? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I really like that one. Um, like all the best families, we have our share of eccentricities, of impetuous and wayward youngsters, and of family disagreements. I wonder who she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Andrew? Or is it Harry? I wonder yeah. what year that was. <laughs> that would tell us a lot, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, it would. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the secret of a happy marriage to have different interests. That's one that I think not a lot of people realise. I, I, I completely agree, though. Um. Ah, here we go. Philip once met an Australian man who said, my wife is a doctor of philosophy and much more important than I am. Philip said, ah, yes, we have that trouble in our family too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I should like to be a lady living in the country with lots of horses and dogs. She, She never would have had that luxury, dear of her. Uh, this is this is a good one. I like this one. The world is not the most pleasant place. Eventually, your parents leave you and nobody is going to go out of their way to protect you unconditionally. You need to learn to stand up for yourself and what you believe and sometimes, pardon my language, kick some ass. <laughs> I can't imagine her saying that. Can you? No. I had to fact check that one did you? because I just didn't think she would have said it, but she did. Um. And there's, there's two, two to finish up with, with the quotes, which okay. are quite sort of relevant to the situation. Uh, we have, for me, heaven is likely to be a bit of a come down. What a lovely way to think about life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's quite sweet. And grief is the price we pay for love. True. So, yes, there we go. So that's uh, from the, the Queen Pocket Wisdom book. Um, and in the back, we have 12 facts about the Queen. So here we go. Number one. God, this is small text. This is going to be fun, <laughs> isn't it? I haven't got my glasses on. Um, the Queen's full title in the United Kingdom is, oh boy, this is like five lines long. <laughs> Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. Blimey. That's, that's quite, that that's, 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 that is one heck of a title, isn't it? That's a big old title. I wonder if anyone's got a longer title. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. Uh, so next fact, she's been wearing the same nail polish since 1989. Uh, and the shade is ballet slippers by the brand Essie. That's impressive if it's not come off in all that time. <laughs> it's impressive that they haven't discontinued the shade. I mean, yeah. 
Well, I suppose that's... if it's got royal approval, it's uh, it's not going to get cancelled, is it? Yeah, that's true. If you know the Queen's buying it, you're not going to stop. <laughs> uh, the Queen used to own two sloths, which were given to her during a state visit to Brazil in 1968. Well, well, where go. did you keep them? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. A but little room next to the corgis. Yeah. Yeah, she gave them to the corgis to play yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> that's naughty Nicole you shouldn't say things like that <laughs> let me have another swig of gin and gin dee. of course nice that is strong yeah I've, I'm also on an empty stomach oh and I had a trip to the dentist this morning and half my face is still quite numb so um yeah I'm a bit special today um <laughs> oh, the queen the Queen is the only person in the UK who doesn't need a driver's license or a license plate to drive or even a passport to travel internationally. I think that's quite a commonly known one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, her favourite cake is honey and cream sponge. That sounds very sweet. Sounds nice. nice. Very nice. I've yeah. heard of that. No. Um, she has owned over 30 corgis. Her first dog was named Susan. Now, I believe her first corgi was gifted to her when she was 18, and that was Susan. And they bred, this actually might be, yeah, it is, it is number nine, but they, they bred um, Susan with a Dachshund to create a crossbreed, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> every morning for breakfast, the queen is served cornflakes and porridge oats in Tupperware containers, yogurt, and two varieties of marmalade, light and dark. Why would you serve it in Tupperware containers? I don't know. Maybe it's so she can choose and then the next one they can keep. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, I'm sure she's really hard up for that <laughs> portion of... I mean, come on, can she not just go to the kitchen herself and pour herself a bowl of cereal? Of course she doesn't. Well, didn't. Of course, of <laughs> course not. No, no. She gets breakfast in bed every day. No, not in bed. I reckon... No, it wouldn't be in bed, would it? Maybe on Sundays, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. The Queen speaks fluent French so well that she doesn't need a translator. Excellent. Uh, the Queen bred one of her corgis with Princess Margaret's Dachshund, creating the first dorgy. There have been eight dorgies. A dorgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Queen and her sister, Princess Margaret, once partied incognito in the streets of London. That's quite a cool story. Yeah, getting away with that. Did they put that in the crown? I don't remember I, seeing that. See, I don't know. think you could get away with that now with how no. how socially media it is. No, that, you're right. Someone would take a photo of you and put you somewhere and it would be, oh my God. That's her. Before you know it, that's it. <laughs> Everyone's exactly. there. Exactly. The Queen drinks a glass of champagne every night before bed. Oh, maybe apparently. that's a secret to a long life. A long life and a good sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she didn't get a lot of sleep, you know. I bet she had late nights and early mornings every day. Do you think? Yeah, I, I do. Um, apparently, I read uh, on the Royal, um, I think it's Royal.com website, that, um, she, that there are over... 3,000 royal engagements a year. Now, obviously, that's not just the Queen. That'll be the whole family. Yeah. Bloody 3,000 of them, though. Yeah, she isn't sleeping that much. <laughs> uh, she can imitate the sound of a Concorde jet landing. Right, well, I want proof of that. Yeah. Let's get her a couple... Well, that we can't an, now. But... That sounds an odd one, doesn't it? 
Yeah, that's a bit strange. I'd like I'd like to see that. There must be some someone, you know, must have that documented somewhere. Well, I mean, someone's written this book, come out with that bizarre fact, and Concorde don't even fly anymore. Do they not? So how do you not know. compare? You don't know that Concorde don't fly anymore. No, they're not flown for decades. <laughs> well, there you go. Every day is a school day. <laughs> another sip of g&d i think oh dear i thought you'd have known that um i don't know anything i live under a rock i really genuinely do so you thought you could still buy tickets to concord well no it's not something i ever would have really thought of doing but i don't know maybe i did know it and i've just forgotten (laughs) in fact that's very likely i don't remember things very well at all but anyway anyway Anyway, so, I mean, on the day, on Thursday, when they said that the Queen wasn't wasn't well, I got lots of updates from you. I felt so sad. It was so saddening. It was a horrible day, actually. I mean, I think the worst thing was knowing it was coming. Yes. And just not knowing when. Um, well, the thing and then, is, But, you know, it... once it's happened, the news is broke. That's, that's it. You know, she's at, at rest. It's, you know... Yes. It's not looming. She's not there. Uh, when you're not waiting well. for it, isn't it? It's, it's oh, Yeah, it's a bit morbid, isn't it? Um, but yeah, like the, um, apparently BBC, you know, they obviously went to Rolling News uh, and um, was it Hugh that was presenting and he mm. got changed into a black suit. That's when it happened, isn't so, it? That's when the media got told for sure. Yeah, well, they they must they must have known it was inevitable, and it was just a case of what time is it going to break as to is it going to break? I don't even think it was that. I think they were probably aware, but they just it hadn't been formally announced. That's what I reckon. Like, I just don't think they would have made that bold move if it was in question. I think if, you- I think they they knew it was going to, just not what point, and they wanted yeah, to. Possibly take the precautions so i don't know it's interesting the way the media do all this this stuff isn't it it is it really is um they'll they'll have been rehearsing how to do that well going over the plans of what they were going to do for years Mm. oh absolutely and there's there's, yeah this um operation london bridge i think it was called something like that um that's that's been around for quite a while now i remember reading an article about it a few years ago so yeah, it's been around a while, and it's so meticulously planned, everything that happens. Um, and I tell you what, though, I feel so desperately sorry for the family, um, because, I mean, obviously, it's a huge personal loss to them, and they have to sort of put that, you know... Aside and start making public appearances, left, yeah, right, and centre. Yeah, they do. I mean, I mean Charles stood in front of her coffin, you know, standing vigil, and... And people are just gawping. And I've heard that people are, you know, they're taking selfies and things. And it's a bit like, that's a bit disrespectful, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't go to someone's funeral and start taking pictures of it. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, and I just think, yeah, uh, it's it's so, it must be so desperately hard. And I think Charles is quite a soft person, actually. And he's he, a bit of a mummy's boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you see him when he first heard the national anthem sung for him? No. When they sang uh, God Save the King, I mean, he looked like he was just so ready to lose all elements of it. He he looked very emotional. Um, I mean, he, he, you know, did very well. 
But yeah, it's, and it's very weird, you know, as well, hearing that because our entire lives we've heard God save the Queen and now it's completely changed. It's so, so weird to hear that. It is. And what gets me, though, is is the media also this obsession with the commercialised side of it. How many stories have you seen, like, important information for Aldi shoppers next Monday or whatever? It's like, yeah, the you know, these chains have announced they're going to be shut. It's not going to be a surprise that you turn up to a shop on the day of the Queen's funeral and it be shut. No, exactly. But they're making out like this, this one-day closure of shops is going to be a big thing. It's a bank holiday. And exactly. it's an event that lots of people are going to want to see. Yes. And um, I'll tell you what's annoyed and, and me. It, it, go on. Well, I was just going to say that I keep getting emails from the various mailing lists that I'm on that I think we talked about last week. Um, where I'm too lazy to unsubscribe from. And it's things like Boohoo and things like that. And they're, they're, they're sending marketing emails talking about the Queen's death. And I just think, really? Really? Yeah, no. yeah, like we're going to be closed for this day, and it's like, well, you're mostly a website, so me, you being closed for that day might be a big issue to you. Not really a big See, issue to me. I, I'm not going to be thinking about how much shopping I can do. I'm like, not going to lie, I refuse to open those emails because I think it is just another marketing ploy. I think it's just another excuse to send an email so people go, "Oh yeah, boohoo! Oh yeah, yeah. might order something." And yeah. It's like, no, no, thank you. Bugger off. So. <laughs> Have you heard of these unusual traditions? I'm not they've, sure. They've covered them context? as well. Okay. The telling of the telling the bees. What's that? Apparently it's tradition to tell the bees when a royal dies. Really? Yes. Black ribbons are tied in bows around hives as the beekeeper whispers the old mistress is dead uh, and to be good for their new master. Oh, wow. I didn't know that one. So what a really odd tradition that is. So beekeepers tying tying that round and just telling them, like, breaking it to them. Like, so I'd just like to ask, this is quite personal, to my sister, when you're listening, is this something you've heard of as someone who's worked so closely with bees and people who keep bees? Is this something that you've heard of before? There we go. That's my bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's interesting. I'd never heard of that. No, I hadn't. But, you know, the media covered it and it was like, OK. I mean, I mean, it's quite awkward when they're doing like rolling coverage of like they're moving the coffin or whatever. And it's like it's not really anything to say about it. And it's just mm. a bit a bit awkward. So I've not, I've not watched any coverage, really. Um, I haven't watched a lot. I've dipped in and out. And sometimes I have it on in the background when I'm, you know, change the bed sheets or whatever but that sounded really bizarre didn't it (laughs) (laughs) anyway not wanting this episode to go on forever right Mm -hmm. i did see one story about um someone who predicted the exact date of her death on twitter about five years ago oh really who was that uh, i don't know but apparently they've they've i think they've had their twitter shut down they also predicted the date of Charles's death. Oh, that's spooky. When's that? So, um, I think it said 2025, March. Really? Or was it 26? 25 or 26 in March. I mean, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that they do have longevity in their family. You know, I mean, his mother and his grandfather, uh, grandpa- his, his father, his grandfather didn't live that long. His father, you know, they... They went into their well into their nineties, so 
So we'll wait and see. I mean, it could well, be a yeah. short reign. Um, I mean, I hope not. I quite like Charlie. I didn't used to, and I feel quite guilty that I used to feel that way. Um, but I do, I, I do like Charlie a so lot. So go on then quickly. Who's your favourite royal? Oh, well, it's difficult to say now. Um, probably William, I think. William. So yeah. yeah. So he's first in line now, isn't he? Yes. Followed by George. Yes. He's a bit young to be doing it yet, I think. Uh, yeah. As is Charlotte, who's start. third. <laughs> yes. And uh, Prince Louis, who's fourth. Now, I'd like to see Prince Louis doing it now. That'd be great. Uh, he's, he's a little scamp, isn't and then he? fifth, you've got Prince Harry. <laughs> yeah. I well, I mean, like is he still in line? Because he stepped down, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's still, he's still apparently in line. Oh, okay. Followed by Archie and Lilibet. And then you've got your favourite, Prince Andrew, at eighth. Yeah, I wouldn't like yeah. to see that. I, I <laughs> could, think you, if, could you if imagine Prince, that if if we ended up somehow getting through all them and ended up with Prince Andrew? Well, we it wouldn't happen. I think it, there would be riots, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it wouldn't happen. The monarchy would be over at that point, which would be a terrible shame. I have to say, right, I just want to, before we sort of wrap this up, because I know we're sort of coming towards the end now, but I just want to say that I know a lot of people dislike the royal family because um, they're sort of in a, they are in, in, in a certain sense in a position of great privilege financially. Um, and people sort of believe that they are expensive to us as the taxpayer. Now, I, I would really encourage people to go and look at, I think it's royals.co.uk. I'll post a link on the socials somewhere where you can sort of read up, for it, read up about it for yourself. Um, but it's really interesting. So a lot of, you know, they they have their personal property and, and whatnot, which generates revenue, which which is their personal um, wealth. Um, but the money they receive from the government, it's about fifteen percent of of their of the, of the earnings that go to the government. But then what they, they get, what they bring in through tourism. But, and I mean, that's on top of it. But when you think they're getting 15% back of what they've paid into the treasury, yeah. you know, that's, they're actually putting in so much more than they're getting back, which, and what that covers is, you know, travel and, and things like that for royal duties. So really, they're a really good money spinner. And like you say, there's the tourism aspect as well. Um, and what they do for us on the world stage. Well, yeah, I mean, and uh, of course, yeah, the, the, the commonwealth and, and all that kind of thing. Um, and, and they are really sort of liked internationally. Yeah. So I, I think people sort of want to believe there's, there's so much of this sort of wealth envy in the UK at, at the, in this current climate. Um, but research and it. And research it, absolutely. That's, that's it. Yeah. Right, so that's kind of like a Queen special of this one it is we'll be back to some semi-normal i think next week hopefully yes <laughs> <laughs> i'll catch you later i'll catch you later right. it's been lovely